0: Welcome back for another video, we've got a great video lined up today, I've picked out all your top questions this week ahead of Game week 10 thanks very much for sending in. If you liked yours answer, the only requirement is to be subscribed and you'll see a post in your feed asking for the question. You can also find the post on my channel page. So first question from you found, and he's asking about captaincy, Salah home to Forest, Watkins home to Luton, Saka home to Sheffield United. I've also added Harland and Son here as well who are perfectly good captains this week. Toughest game of the season for captaincy for many of us, it's rare that we've got 5 good contenders. If we compare the underlying numbers of all 5, this season Salah leads for expected goal involvement followed by Haaland, Saka, Son, and then Watkins. Haaland leads for non penalty goals though which is a good metric looking at how they've done with penalties stripped back which can inflate the numbers given that penalties have got an xg of 0.79 every time. In a week like this there's very little between them so really the answer is to go your gut. No one can confidently say that Watkins outscores Salah or Saka outscores Haaland. FPL review's latest projections are as follows for Gaming 10. They've got Salah top with 7.5, and then it's Saka, and then Watkins, and then Haaland, and then Sun. They all delivered in their last league game with a return, and as it stands, my captain Salah. Yassen says Adogi played less than 60 minutes last game and he missed out on the clean sheet by 5 minutes. Very frustrating one for owners, and he asks what to do with him. Postacogli said he felt a bit of tightness at half time which is why he came off, not tactical and could be a one off occurrence. He's never come off before 60 minutes before, so he's fine to hold. But as far as replacements, Gabriel and Saka are both great, Arsenal top of the game at 10 clean sheet odds. Sheffield United have lost more aerial duels, and faced more headed chances on goal than any team which benefits Gabriel. Simakas is more attacking and he's on corners. Simicast has got loot in game 11 as well and Gabriel has Newcastle away, so if you need a good fixture in Gamick 11 perhaps if you own Botman and Burn, maybe LaSalle, then that favours Simicast. Otherwise you might have a Newcastle defender and Gabriel facing one another and then the best you're hoping for is a 0-0. Question on whether to keep Izak, he's in just under 2 million teams. In case you missed it he went off injured in the first half versus Dortmund in the Champions League, so if you own Izak he's an absolute sell now. Wilson's an interesting option who should be nailed in his absence. Wilson's got an expected return every 81 minutes this season which is elite. Salas is exactly the same but Salas had a few penalties. But realistically Watkins and Alvarez are the better picks on paper. Let's have a look at the experts transfers ahead of Friday's full video, make sure you're subscribed. The top moves they're making this week involve Saka with Rashford and Madison two popular players being sold. Fernandes also being sold for Salah, but that's due to some wild cards active this week. Very targeted transfers from Liverpool and Arsenal. Simicast being brought in for a dogie by some of the experts. Brighton have got a great run of games ahead, they've got Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United Nottingham Forest, so Mitome is being picked up in place of Mbumo by some experts. We discussed Gabriel earlier, and with Botman still out injured he's being dropped for Gabriel by some of the experts as well. Cryptic asks whether Martinelli can cover Saka. Martinelli scored a brilliant goal in the Champions League and he is 0.8 million cheaper. Based on what we've seen so far this season the answer is no he can't cover. Saka's underlying numbers have been way better, 6.7 expected goal involvement to Martinelli's 1.53. However it is the type of move that could be ahead of the curve if he's about to hit some form. Let's not forget last season Martinelli went toe to toe with Saka for points. Martinelli only scored 4 fewer points over the entire season in 400 less minutes. And notice that there seems to be a weakness down Sheffield United's right side, which is where Martinelli would be playing as well. They've conceded 129 crosses that side versus 85 down the opposite side, perhaps in part due to Basham's injury recently. However, if Martinelli allows you to buy Watkins then it's a good pair of moves. Drew asks whether the Madison to Saka transfer is worth it? Really hard question many of us are faced with. Madison's has given us no reason to sell him, he literally just scored last weekend. Saka is projected to do better this week and longer term, so it's a justifiable transfer. However, Arsenal do have Newcastle away gaming 11, so it's a perfectly sound strategy to wait 2 weeks and then get Saka when he's got Burnley home. If you already own Sun, then it does reduce your exposure to the Palace game, who can be a force at home. It's a move I'm likely to make personally. Josh says, When the hell will I be rewarded for keeping Haaland? Yeah Haaland's numbers have dropped off, just 1 goal in his last 3 games. 0.52 expected goal involvement in 3 games which is poor. However we do know he can explode in any fixture. Against West Ham a couple of weeks before that he put up 2.59 expected goal involvement which is unbelievable in 1 game. Entire teams often don't exceed that in a fixture. In my eyes patience is key with Haaland. It's not the time to sell before they play a shaky man United side who just played home in the Champions League versus Copenhagen who actually put up a high-rex G against them as well, they were unlucky not to take a point. In the end it was a Maguire header and a Nana safe penalty that rescued the win. And then after that, Haaland's home to Bournemouth. Haaland scored twice in the Champions League just on Wednesday, with a man-of-the-match performance. He didn't even look at his absolute best and he still scored two. If he disappoints over the next two, then the conversation can shift to selling with some tougher games after that. If we don't own Salah and Watkins and don't get me wrong there could be circumstances like Haaland and Sterling to Salah and Watkins that does look reasonable this week. Mother Bear asks about Foster for Burnley's upcoming fixture run. Yeah, Foster's a way better pick than Archer if you can find the 0.5mm somewhere. Not easy for some of us. Burnley have had a brutal run of games. They face City, Spurs, Man United, Newcastle, Chelsea and Brentford and they're opening However, playing around with the fixture ticker tool on my side, I sorted by difficulty over the next eight game weeks, and look at this. Burnley with the second easiest run over the next eight. FPL.page if you want to play around with the ticker. Anyway, Foster as a third forward is an amazing pick. Same price as Palmer, who is the 5mm flavour of the month, but Chelsea are at the opposite end of the ticker here. Different positions, obviously, but in a 3 5 2 formation, he's cheap enough to bench, but you can start him every week except Arsenal potentially. Game Week 11 is an awkward week with Arsenal and Newcastle facing one another, as is Game Week 13, when Newcastle against Chelsea and Liverpool against City. Those are opportunities to start the 5mm forward, and you could bench a defender from one of those teams when their clean sheet chances are low. Fred the Red asks whether permanently captaining Salah is a sound decision. Interestingly, just yesterday I came across this team currently ranked 257th. They haven't made a single transfer all season, and they've had Salah permanent captain all season, bench boost and triple captain used. It's certainly worked for them. Absolutely crazy to be 257th in the world and yet to make a transfer. As a thought exercise, I have put together a captaincy matrix here, comparing the best captain options for the foreseeable future. You can't really make the case that Salah's a bad captain in any fixture coming up. Even Man City away is perfectly fine, historically it's always been a high scoring fixture. He's got 7 goals and 3 assists in 12 meetings with City, so 10 returns in 12. He hasn't blanked against City since the 2019-20 season, so yeah, permanent captain Salah is absolutely fine as a strategy. Personally I don't see myself captaining anyone other than Haaland when he's got with home though. Ash asks whether to sell Ward Prowse for a hit, 4 blanks and the bounce for Ward Prowse. He has shifted to a deeper role in recent weeks and Suchek has been pushed forward. It's a risky hit though given West Ham have got a good fixture themselves and you're starting off 4 points on the back foot, hoping that Saka makes up for it and Ward-Prowse blanks. Not a hit I'd personally take, but another blank and he has to go. West Ham do have great fixtures though, so Bowen's a sound upgrade. Slaughter says, Is it insanity to think that Watkins is an average FPL asset? Yes. Young Foreign asks Simicastle Maguire. Simakas is the clear winner here in my eyes, he's got the better fixtures and he's more attacking, and he takes corners on the left side, but let's talk about Maguire for a sec. This is probably where half of you click off the video. In all seriousness, after Man City, he's got Fulham, Luton and then Everton. Martinez is out potentially till the new year, so he should be first choice for a while alongside Varane. As much as he gets the piss taken out of him, he's playing much better recently, and Ten Hag's been singing his praises. He should be ahead of Lindelof in the pecking order, and Evans will only be used when absolutely necessary. If you're in a pinch looking for a defender for after GW10, perhaps as a combo move to fund Saka it just might work. Ben Salah asks what's the importance of having a decent bench? I actually think the answer to this varies depending on where we are in the season, and in other words how the football schedule looks. Fundamentally yes you always need players that you can rotate into your team. This is most commonly done with defenders, and likewise you need players on your bench regardless in case a player in your starting 11 unexpectedly misses out, which does happen. If you've got an entire bench of players that don't play it's going to cost you points. We're still a while away off, but in December in particular the schedule gets crazy, mark my words you're going to need a bench here. Between the 9th and the 30th of December some teams are going to play 6 games in 3 weeks, 5 of which are FPL game weeks. It's going to be great for us because there's so much FPL but it's a nightmare for managers and players. On top of that, we've got the Brentford and Man City blank thrown in there in Game week 18 Something to keep at the back of your head. Reliable starters are going to be key and a bench is going to be key. If this video was helpful, drop it a like and subscribe for more FPL content like this every week. I read every comment, so drop one below. Thanks for watching and see you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.